Welcome to the Beantown Podcast, our Valentine's Day edition, Sunday, February 10th, 2019. What's going on? How are ya? It's Quinn David Furnest, host, creator, best boy, key grip, etc. of the Beantown Podcast, or the People's Podcast, as I like to call it, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcast and your new leading source for misinformation. How is everyone doing? My name is Quinn and we are coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street to talk about Valentine's Day, love, loss, sex, sorrow, grief, and a whole slew of other topics. We've got a lovely love correspondent who's going to be coming on the program in just a couple minutes here. But I figured I'd get us started with an old-fashioned rant, get a lot of emails from the fans uh, over at BeantownPodcast.com, newly introduced now in its beta stage, and BeantownPodcastYahoo.com. You can always email us. Again, that's Beantown, B-E-A-N-T, podcast, at Yahoo.com, saying, Quinn, we love what you're doing. We listen almost every year, and we would love to you love to hear you do some more rants. So here we go. And before I jump into this, I should note that listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Bean Tom podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some objectifying language, and number two, the podcast is just uh, objectively terrible. And you know, a word that I have in my vocabulary, but I actually learned the definition of last, uh, learned the definition of the word last night. And let's just, you know, Sesame Street has a letter and a number of the day. Let's make this the Beantown word of the day. Are you ready? Ecumenical. I'll say that again. Ecumenical. So if you know what that means, leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, retweet, uh, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, not CastBox yet, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, BeantownPodcast.com, and the likes. You know where to find us. But here's the deal. Weddings. The loving union between a man and a woman, or a man and a man, or a woman, or a woman, or whomever you choose to be, I've come out here, I defended the 19th Amendment. You know my stance on human rights. But let's talk about plus ones at weddings. Here's the deal. When you're having a wedding, it's a good idea. It's a nice gesture. It's a word I like because it sounds like jester, which is sort of what I am, but it's gesture with a G. It's a nice gesture to... Offer your friends or the invitee, as I will refer to them as from here on forth, a plus one. Now, for those of us who don't know, a plus one refers not to addition or multiplication, but actually bringing another person to the wedding that the invitee has been invited to. Now, conventional logic, conventional wisdom says once you send that invitation, once the invitation leaves your mailbox, the responsibility or the power regarding that plus one is then transferred from the wedding planner, the bride, the groom, whomever, to the wedding invitee. I believe there was a Supreme Court case about this. I don't know, maybe. But that responsibility, that power is then shifted 
It's shifted. If you could see my hand, I'm doing a shifted motion to the person being invited. And the person in charge of the wedding, unless there is some sort of bad blood of some kind between the potential plus one and the person whose wedding it is, all bets are off, right? If I get invited to a wedding and I'm given a plus one and I really want to bring, I don't know, my sister, I think that that's my God-given right to be able to do that because this is America and that's how liberty works. So let me tell you something. I got a friend. She's been invited to a number of weddings coming up this spring and this summer And, you know, being a good-looking guy such as myself, I'm a classic choice for the plus one. I've been the plus one before. I play the role well. I'm fine. Don't make a scene. I show up. I dance. I get down. I do the toasts. Clink, 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 glass. You know how it goes. There are restrictions, however, being placed on who my friend can bring as a plus one. And apparently, I've been blacklisted from multiple weddings that I'm not allowed to go to simply because of who I am, because of my character, and I don't want to get into this. It might be because I'm a white male, but I should not be subjected to this sort of, I'll say it, podcasting harassment is a new term that I just came up with. I don't know if it's because they don't want celebrities at the wedding, if it's a paparazzi thing, attention being taken away. I won't even, I don't have to do my stand-up act at the start of the ceremony. I, I'm fine showing up and saying, I, I'll just sit in the back here and, and nibble on crackers and watch you guys do it. I don't have to be the center of everything. I get it. But I shouldn't be blacklisted from this wedding simply because you say so, right? Once you once the wedding invite goes out the door, you lose that power, you lose that responsibility. So for more on this, I would like to bring in a newly introduced, fresh off the presses, Beantown correspondent on all things love and Valentine's Day, Alexa Brown. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Quinn. Thanks for asking. Okay. Now, let's bring you in on this issue of the plus ones and the plus snubs. What are your thoughts on that? Give us the rundown. So I cannot say that too many of my friends are getting married right now, so I haven't personally faced this problem myself. I do understand the whole, like, not... (laughs) wanting to control who your invite list to your wedding is I can't say I understand that obviously I'm not getting married so I don't know that personally but also if you give someone the opportunity to invite someone else just explicitly say who those people are that you're afraid of causing kind of tension at the wedding making sure that they're not going to be on someone else's plus one I don't know it sounds kind of confrontational but that way you can kind of control the people who you don't want to be there, and then maybe you can just meet some new people at your wedding. Yeah, it kind of sounds to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint what I'm thinking here. Mm-hmm. It was from the 50s to the late 80s, early 90s. It is in Eastern Europe slash Asia. It rhymes with Moviet Funian. And Joseph Stalin was head comrade for multiple years. It's the Soviet Union. It's communist, and this is a clear infringement on 
plus one rights. And I don't know if the ACLU listens to my podcast with any frequency, but um, I don't know. We might have to get them involved. Yeah, I can't say I've done any reading on discrimination on the basis of a wedding date. Yeah, this is... It's podcasting (laughs) harassment, and I won't stand for it. But um, we are already eight and a half minutes in here. So, uh, Alexa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've got some fun, flirty Valentine's Day topics and questions that we're going to run through. And uh, all Alexa's idea, you know, she's been calling us for weeks saying, Quinn, Quinn, when can I come on the podcast? I would love to talk about love. I'm a big, you know, three dates a weekend type of girl. When can I share my insights? So, Alexa, you're on. This is your moment. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm really just excited to be here and talk about um, something that I'm very passionate about, which is all things love. Um, Perpetually single is actually how we would use the words to describe me, but I tend to be someone people come to for advice on these topics for some reason, so I'm I'm happy to provide my little Ask Alexa column, if you will. I like that. Let's uh, be, a lot of our listeners might think they know what love is or what love means, but I think it's important to establish a groundwork before we uh, move on to some of our more uh, romantic topics here. So let's, let's talk about the meaning of love. Alexa, what, is, what does love mean to you? Well, first, Quinn, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever taken the five love languages quiz? So... I think I'm like an I-T-N-F or something. <laughs> that would be Myers-Briggs. And I mean, that's a good place to start. I'm a ENFJ. Uh, for people who don't know that, Google it. I've always wanted to give that piece of advice for someone who I don't actually want to explain things to. Um, but no, the five love languages is how you like show up in a relationship and how you want people to show appreciation for you. Mine is quality time. Does that sound like that might be relevant to you, Quinn? I think I'm a Hufflepuff. (laughs) Hey, me too. That's also important. I'm always going to ask which house you're in. If I'm going to be dating you, you better love Harry Potter. Uh, 817 St. Paul, and it's a beautiful (laughs) uh, studio apartment, not a house. But um, quality time, I think, is very important. I know Roger Federer has a deal uh, with some sort of watch company, and... I will tell you, quality time is very important because one time I woke up in the morning, I knew something was wrong because of the way the sun was already hitting my bed. My iPhone had frozen overnight and not the fun kind with Idina Menzel. My uh, alarm therefore had not gone off and I was late for work, thus missing quality time at the office. So I understand what what you're getting at here. Yes, that is exactly what I'm trying to say. So love just shows up differently for different people and the way that you want to have conversations with your significant other, even family members or friends, right? Those are all kinds of different relationships where love can take place, in my opinion. Should love be scary? I don't think so, but I think it is. (laughs) It shouldn't be, but yes, What's a romantic comedy that you've seen lately that was so bad it was spooky? Oh, my gosh. Um, I recently watched... Oh, what's the one? Oh, my goodness. I Love You, Man. Uh, Channing Paul Tatum. Rudd. 
I watched it on Netflix and I couldn't even make it all the way through it because it's like a rom-com plus a bromance in a movie and it was just and I love Paul Rudd I think he's great but it was Jason Siegel that's yeah, the other person was and it was say, terrible I'm sorry you had to experience that you know me too it was a waste of a couple hours it sounds like love can be scary absolutely I think it can depending on like your level of investment fear of commitment that one's really good mm. um, all sorts of stuff uh, would you mind singing L-O-V-E love by Nat King Cole. Uh, I would mind. All right. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Uh, last question on this meaning of love. I think it's really important and it's very on topic. Who is your sexual hero? Um, let's see. This one might be a little bit different, but I would say Anna Kendrick. You know Anna Kendrick? She's you know, I saw... Actress. Um, not a quiet place, a simple favor with Anna yes. Kendrick and Blake Lively. And when they started getting it on, man, I had to clear out of that theater fast. You see, I have not seen that movie, but I've read her memoir. It's called Scrappy Little Nobody. And she is just like a really cool person. However, I will add that she's really short and I am really not. I'm about 5'9", maybe 5'10 on a good day. <laughs> so there would probably be some different logistical issues. Oh, my. <laughs> we'll save those <laughs> for later. Um, okay, so, Alexa, you're really big on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Match.com, eHarmony, Farmers Only, Blacks Only, White Nationalists Only. Um, so I think you're the perfect person to get some uh, dating app advice from. So let's, let's just start off. Tell us a little bit about your own experience using dating apps. So um, let's just talk about Bumble because that's the one I'm most familiar with. And by most familiar with, I mean I love to swipe right. You're going to hear this is a sort of source of contention among people, but a lot of women just use Bumble for an ego boost. And so I have definitely used it for that purpose just for proof that there are men out there who are taller than six feet who might be interested in someone like me. So here's a, a thing, a fad we've seen pop up on the internet. So women seem to be very concerned on dating apps such as Bumble with men's height. But when men turn it around the other way and they ask women how much they weigh, there seems to be a disconnect in terms of how that's received. you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think I, I understand the double-edged sword, although I can't say that I would appreciate being asked my weight by a man, but I also understand the reverse side of it, which is why I don't typically ask, but I do appreciate on dating apps when men list their height. However, I've come across a few men that I know because I still live in the same town that I lived in for high school and things like that who I know are lying about their height. <laughs> so it's just kind of one of those things that you have to figure it out for yourself. And are you willing to take the risk? For those curious, Alexa is about 92 pounds stripping wet. Um, so put that on your bumble. Um, when we're talking about picking out five or six photos for Bumble profiles, uh, how many of those photos should have the dog ear Snapchat filter? Um, are you talking about women using the dog ear Snapchat photo or men? Oh, probably both. 
Let's see. I mean, I think women really like to use that filter because it also has like a blurring effect on the skin, but I, I wouldn't recommend it um, just if you're trying to be yourself. I know some people don't use dating apps that way ever, um, but for men, definitely none ever. But if you have a dog in your photo, I think we all know that that's good karma. Speaking of not using dating apps that way, Bumble's got Bumble Date, but they also have Bumble BFF. Have you had any luck with Bumble BFF? I can't say that I've tried it, and I can't say that I know anyone else who has, but uh, it's been intriguing to me, and I definitely get the email ads for it to my email address that I use to sign up for the app. Yeah, it it seems risky. Um I just feel like most people would use it as a backdoor sort of type of thing. No gay pun intended, but um, yeah, I I don't know. It just that's what. Have you uh, given Bumblebee no, a try, Quinn? N- well, yeah, I I turned it on like once, and I think I came across about two and a half people, um, and that's about all I found. And ne- uh, neither or none of them swiped right back on me so the other issue is you know when you match with other guys on bumble bff you can't actually talk because there's no lady to go first so it's you kind of run into a dead end pretty quickly there uh yeah that sounds like an issue with the app yeah tell me about it I, although you know bumble ran a super bowl ad did you see that uh no i didn't yeah it was crazy it was basically like a porno but yeah um, what's, what's your go-to pickup line? Because you're on Bumble all the time. So you're always the one making the first move. So, so what are you feeling there for a pickup line? Oh gosh, you really have to take into account the information that the other person has listed about what they're interested and things like that. I cannot say I've ever actually reached out to anyone over Bumble because I am a complete chicken, uh, no matter way, no matter what way you look at the situation. Um, but I live in Colorado, and so every single man who I've ever seen on this app loves skiing and the outdoors and all of that stuff. And really, my pickup line, if I were to send it, would essentially be like, um, doesn't like outside at all, deal breaker, yes or no. That seems very basic. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a very literal person. If you ask anyone, like my friends or who I work with, I know you're included in that group. But I just, I'm a straight shooter, Quinn. I think there's some way to incorporate getting snow plowed or something into a pickup line. I don't know. Just kind of brainstorming I'm just not here. Probably not that creative. Sexually creative, I would say, is my, you know, when I'm looking at the five love questions that we were talking about earlier, I would say smells nice, sexually creative, um, has a good relationship with their dad, Hufflepuff, and uh, Aries Rising were probably my five. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a specific list. Well, specific man with specific tastes. I said I like literal. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you say to all those eligible bachelors listening right now? Why, why should they swipe right on you this Valentine's Day? So this is 
is actually a serious conversation that I had with some friends a little while back. It's like, what makes you a good partner? And my answer is typically I can get on board with whatever it is you do for a living, whatever it is you're interested in. I dated a computer engineering major in college very briefly, and he was very hesitant to talk to me about what he was interested in because he thought it would bore me. And I will just listen to anything. I'm a pretty good listener. So um, I can I can just be interested in pretty much about anything. Good listener. I'll write that yeah. down. I wasn't really listening to the rest of what you said. Um, last question here on the, the idea of dating apps, and then we're going to move into a fun, sexy, rapid-fire round. Um, a lot of people have been moving to dating apps after the official shutdown of Craigslist Personals a couple months back. Uh, what are you going to miss most about Craigslist Personals? I don't know that I'm going to miss Craigslist Personals all that much. There is uh, some scary stuff that's happened here in Colorado with craigslist and things like that so you know i think the dating apps are somewhat more reliable although you know if craigslist is really more based in your community then go for it until it until it's gone speaking of crazy things you hear about that guy that killed that mountain lion maybe (laughs) that was crazy stuff weird stuff happens here yeah colorado's crazy man um, let's move into our rapid fire section here and then we're going to read some advertisements. So I'm going to give you two love songs and you just got to pick one. You feeling okay. up for it? I'm so ready. All right, here we go. First, uh, selection, I'll make love to you by boys to men or endless love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Boys to men always. I know that's probably a controversial answer because Diana Ross and Lionel Richie are so classic, but boys to men. What's your favorite boys to men song? I'll make love to you by boys to men. Is that the only <laughs> boys to men song you know? Yep. <laughs> it is now. Um, Motown Philly, you got to check it out. I'll send it to you after. Next one. How deep is your love by the Bee Gees or I will always love you by Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston, again really basic gotta love everything that she does so that's a good one who was your favorite bg again couldn't tell you all right my music selection is a plethora of broadway music soundtracks and then a couple of other random bits and pieces from pop music yeah boys to men apparently what uh what's your favorite broadway soundtrack at this moment moment in time i really like the mean girls soundtrack that one's really good Lindsay lohan rachel mcadams yep. uh the blonde lady uh amy poehler it's unforgettable that's good you stuff got this, the whole cast list amanda seyfried that's her name mm-hmm. mama mia uh next one thank you next by ariana grande or every breath you take by the police well, considering Every Breath You Take is actually a song about stalking, let's stick to the song about self-love. Thank you, Next by Ariana Grande. There's a clip on YouTube of Sting and Springsteen singing Every Breath You Take, and they're just jamming, and they're you know, loaded. it's a classic, but I just can't get behind the meaning of the song. I can't. Well, if you're concerned with the meaning of the song, uh, this next one might not be great. Love Hurts by Nazareth or Bye Bye Bitch Bye Bye by Motorhead. 
I can't say I know either of those songs, so which one would you pick? Uh, probably Bye Bye Bitch Bye Bye. Although, Is that like a, a motto, something you sing in your head on the way to work in the morning? <laughs> oh, yeah, as I'm reading those apps, definitely. <laughs> Um, that's a good choice. Love Hurts is a classic rock song, though, so I'll send you that one as well. Okay. Last one. I think you're going to like this. Uh, F You by CeeLo Green or Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. Um, I love Justin Timberlake, not just as a singer or a performer, but he's just a really lovely human being to look at. So I'm going oh my. to pick river okay well well alexa cools off over there we're gonna take our halftime intermission and read a couple advertisements i do want to mention first and foremost uh, i should have done this at the beginning i completely forgot thank you thank you thank you to everyone uh, who donated to our pledge drive fundraiser uh, I thought we had wrapped it up, and then yesterday we get another donation, so we're going to be reaching out um, to Tariq about that. Thank you so much. But we are uh, pretty much at $300 now. We set out with an initial goal of 235 Again, last year we raised about $70, so this year we increased by whatever that is, like 300%. This is fantastic. You all know this from the state of the podcast but BeantownPodcast.com is now live thanks to your generous donations. We're running another year of full unlimited hosting on SoundCloud thanks to your donations. Donor tier incentive emails uh, asking you what you want, what prizes you're looking for are going out now. They're going out this weekend. Um, so thank you to everyone who's donated a uh, really successful Pledge Drive fundraiser. We reached our goal in like six days. It was amazing. And I was thinking I was going to have to use next week um, to just do an actual telethon, really bring in the money, maybe shave my head or something. But we don't even have to do that this year, which is fantastic. Um, So thanks to everyone for doing that. In two weeks, we're going to be having our Oscars special. We'll be bringing uh, host of the Car Ride Convos podcast, Ryan Austin Ligon on and we'll be making our picks a very tough year for the oscars but we're going to be doing our best but let's get to our ads here and then i know you're all listening for alexa so we'll get back uh to that home pride oregon are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time well oregon listeners there's good news home pride inspection services in bend oregon is central oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling roofing plumbing and so much more home pride oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified so you know you're getting the good stuff if you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe certified home inspector you can trust call steve at 541-207-1101 or visit homeprideoregon.com that's 541-207-1101 or visit homeprideoregon.com home pride oregon inspection perfection I want to give a shout-out to the Samsung Q2U series. we got dual microphones going today. That's twice the power, twice the gigahertz. Been our long-standing uh, recording partner here for well over a year, doing great things. And don't forget, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Uh, last thing here, 
I've been talking about the TV guide for a while. You know, I used my Delta Spirit Air Marshal points um, to get a TV guide subscription for this year. And it, I ordered it like two months ago and I got, you know, nothing thinking, boy, I'm never going to get a TV guide with John Goodman on the cover promoting the Connors and saying he's back. Well, lo and behold, this week, you know what comes in the mail a copy of my TV guide with Tom Selleck from Blue Bloods on the cover. His mustache has never looked better. A lot of people don't know this. Tom Selleck is like 87, but he's still kicking it. So good on him. And I have my TV guide. As a reminder, I don't own a TV, but at least I know what's on. So let's get back into our interview here. We've been talking with Alexa Brown, love correspondent on the Beantown Podcast. This is our Valentine's Day episode. We've discussed the meaning of love. Uh, we've gone through some uh, dating app tips. We've talked about um, different houses, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, etc. And we uh, finished up with Rapid Fire Love Songs. So now we're going to dig a little bit more into the Valentine's Day spirit and we're going to start off with valentine's day gifts and so this is a little bit more like a today show segment just call me al roker uh so alexa welcome back to the program what are some valentine's day gifts that you got your eye on this year um considering my valentine's day gifts will probably be coming from my parents again um i'm hoping maybe a starbucks gift card maybe some brownies food is always really solid like brownies or like Colorado brownies? Like normal brownies, Quinn. See, that's confusing because in Colorado, it's inversed, you know, They're flip-flops. Special. I understand. Yeah. What's your, what's your drink order at Starbs? Um, right now, it is probably a London Fog latte because I'm fancy like that. Now, for those of us who have never heard of that, what does that include? It's Earl Grey tea and milk. So no coffee. No. This is why we're losing so badly to China. You go to Starbucks <laughs> and we're not even ordering coffee anymore. Now, do you get the the tall, the Ariana Grande, the venti triple, or the deluxe size? Uh, grande, purely average when it comes to my order. I think if you ever have a a, a perfume line, you can call it purely average. I think that sounds great. Yeah. Well, this next question is one I've been meaning to ask you ever since I wrote it two days ago. The Russell Stover Whitman's giant sampler of assorted chocolates is a popular Valentine's gift. We all know this. But it's also famous for being an extremely risky minefield of different chocolates. It's like you're playing Battlefield with sweetness. Uh, what's your strategy when it comes to picking out chocolates from the box? Um, I actually like to do this with other people. So we recently did this in my office, but I did get a smaller sample box for Galentine's Day yesterday. And my strategy is to do it with multiple people around me. And they're also participating in this challenge because if one goes down, we all go down together most likely. I'm glad you said that, and I'm also glad you brought up the Russell Stover Whitman's giant sampler box because I've got a friend, and I've done the same thing you've done, except my friend is allergic to coconut. 
And so we like to play this game as well. And it's sort of a Russian roulette type of situation. It can really bring some spark, some energy to your Valentine's Day. Because you don't know if, you know, five minutes everyone's going to be satisfied with their chocolate choices or if you're going to be riding an ambulance to the ER. So I like what you're saying there. If we all go down, we go down together. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like... Sounds like you and uh, Anna Kendrick. Uh, when it comes to precious gems, which, which ones are you feeling this Valentine's Day? What do you like? Um, I am, hmm, I'm trying to think. I'm not really into a ton of jewelry. Um, I won't be buying myself any of that, obviously. So, again, food-related ring pops, awesome. Do you like the big hoops? <laughs> like hoop earrings? Yeah. Uh, I can't say I wear those very often either. I'm going to buy you some big hoops, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm making a note right now. Um, when it, what, what are your top tips for men shopping at Victoria's Secret this Valentine's Day? Um, I would typically say don't. That sounds like a risky maneuver to me. Um, but, however, we already discussed that my love language is quality time, and I really like food. So if we just stick to the tried and true categories... You know, I think venturing into Victoria's Secret is, it's risky territory unless you you know exactly what you're looking for. I like to go into Victoria's Secret and get those booty shorts that have fun words or phrases right across the cheeks. Uh, Mm -hmm. My favorites would be juicy um, or insert here. What do you like? What about a create um, your own? Sorry? Or okay, let me interrupt you right there. You just said it. You got the perfect idea. It's classy, but the ASS are in all caps. <laughs> oh no, I walked right into that one. Oh man. You got so many good ideas. I'm so glad we made this happen. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh last question here about gifts. If you're a failing podcast host from Baltimore and the most important lady in your life is your mother. What are your tips for gifts this year? Oh, my gosh. I don't think you can go wrong with flowers. I think my mom would always appreciate stuff like that. So flowers are really great. Um, you know, and you're, if you're out of town, that's also the best method of doing that is getting those delivered. A phone call, right? I just I don't want to send mixed signals. You Does know? that sound like a lot of work? It sounds like what I do for Mother's Day, and this all sounds like it's getting too commercial. You know, that's what Valentine's Day is. That's the cynic in me. Valentine's Day is a very commercial holiday, Quinn. What if I got my mom some big hoops? You know, you just have to know if she's going to wear them or not. I think she likes big hoops about as much as she likes a hole in the head. And say it sounds a little risky, too. Yeah. I got a lot to think about. Good thing Valentine's Day isn't until Thursday. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we got one last category here I want to get to. Um, sexy Valentine's Day date ideas. I think this is where you're really going to bring it home. Now, the obvious choice for a sexy Valentine's Day uh, date would be an intimate dinner at Chili's. But it is worth noting at this point, and by the time you're listening to it, it might be Monday or Tuesday, uh, those chilies are going to be all booked up Thursday night. Reservations were probably thinking like two months ago, all your area chilies filled. Um, 
because what's better than being with the ones you love and chips and guac? I mean, frankly, chips and guac are the ones that I love. But getting back to the question here, uh, something that a lot of couples, and I think you've done this, Alexa, like to do is naked night, which is exactly what it sounds like. What are your thoughts on naked night? Um, I would say, first of all, that you are wrong in assuming that I have done that. (laughs) However, no, I support you doing whatever you want to do on Valentine's Day. I'm really sad that Chili's is probably going to be booked up. That sounds like my ideal Valentine's Day date. Um, So I don't even know how you could get over that not being a possibility. But if Naked Night is the only thing that you have on the books, then go for it. What about naked juice? You ever drink that stuff? Uh, yeah. That, to me, seems like a commercial racket. You're paying like $4 for juice. I don't get it. Oh, but the mango one's so good. Better than Naked Night? Probably. I just... I don't know how that's possible. Naked Night sounds like every night for me in the summer, because it's like 90 degrees out here, and... This might be an overshare, but when it's summer and I live alone and I'm just chilling at home, we're going no clothes all the time. You're not the only person to do that. Zero judgment from over here. Are you speaking from personal experience? (laughs) I am not. I'm saying just give it a try one of these summer nights. I don't know what it's like in Colorado, um, but I'm just saying. Naked night, whether you're in a committed relationship with another person or a committed relationship with your local chilies, it can be a big win on Valentine's Day. So give it a try. We'll, we'll bring you back and we'll, you know, after you try it out and you can share your thoughts with us. Uh, right. Another popular option for Valentine's Day dates if you can't get into chilies is the sexy survey uh, that breaks the ice. Improves your time in the bedroom in more ways than one. Uh, What are some of your favorite sexy survey questions? What do you like to ask your partner to really get in the mood this Valentine's Day? Um, Well, we discussed at the beginning of this podcast that I am of the perpetually single variety of women. So I can't say that I have ventured into the territory of uh, many, if any, of these questions. But I also didn't look up the quiz when you sent it to me. So do you want to share some of your favorite questions, Quinn? I'm going to have to open it. So we're going to vixendaily.com which is also my homepage on my internet browser um ooh sexy pictures nsfw i like to say nsfw not safe for work but safe for the podcast so we're going to jump right down to the super naughty questions list um let's see oh you'll like this one you'll feel very comfortable <laughs> What's the weirdest sexual fantasy you have? I feel very comfortable with this question. Um, No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, these questions all make me super uncomfy, in short. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, It's a question about toys. I'm not going to ask that one. Let's see. Have you ever had a threesome? See, Quinn, we're close, but we're not that close. See, this is 
We're getting closer because of the super naughty questions list. I'm thinking like Hufflepuff, After Hours, yada, yada, yada. There's got to be some good Harry Potter fan fiction out there. Oh, I bet there is. I, again, can't say that I really have ventured into that territory because it's probably pretty weird. Um, But yes, I would assume that that exists. Okay, last super naughty question. And this one, we're getting really wild. What clothes do you have on right now? Um, this is going to be super sexy. Um, I am wearing leggings and one of those spirit jerseys, which were really popular in about the time frame from like early 2013 to mid 2015. Like every sorority girl in college wore them, which is exactly who I was when I bought it. Uh, and my hair is up in a bun, no makeup on. It is a no makeup Sunday. It's a Sunday wind down. You exactly. Gotta, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, I got one last question here, and then we're going to make it light again. Um, strip poker. We've all played it. We all love it. The greatest part about strip poker is when you lose, everyone else wins. What's your wildest strip poker story? terrible at improvising so i have no fun stories to share with you of that variety but i have a feeling that you do quinn you were in a sorority in college come on give me the good stuff hey now that i feel like is making an assumption oh absolutely and i'm thinking (laughs) i could get booty shorts that have assumption on it and the ass is in all caps i feel like you would probably be right that is probably available on etsy or something I love Etsy. I should open an Etsy shop. I think you have some pretty creative ideas about merchandise so far. Yeah, I'm a very sexually creative merchandise person. (laughs) Um, Alexa, you've been a champ. You've been a trooper. You answered these questions even though I gave them to you like 48 hours ago. Um, what What do you actually do on Thursday night? probably be sitting in my apartment cooking some ravioli from Trader Joe's hashtag not sponsored um and then I will probably be watching some true crime documentary I just watched the Ted Bundy confessions tapes I haven't been able to sleep for the last week what are your thoughts on the whole Zac Efron Ted Bundy thing seen the movie still because uh, Zac Efron is just one hell of a good looking man um, but pretty creepy but I think pretty accurate based on everything that happened in that whole situation did you see the the Zac Efron Instagram post with his brother uh, what, which post I don't know I saw a BuzzFeed article about it like two days ago Oh, that the fact that his brother is equally, well, somewhat equally as attractive as he is. He's got better abs. Oh, I don't know. I feel like they're competitive. I guess we're going to have to go look at this after we finish recording. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, Beantown Podcast, you have any uh, parting thoughts while you have the platform to speak to the world? 
everyone has a wonderful Valentine's Day, whether you are spending it with someone special, a.k.a. a significant other, or that significant other is someone in your family, um, or you're just spending it by yourself and just loving your me time. I like that. I appreciate that. Alexa Brown, thank you very much for coming on the podcast to talk about love, Valentine's Day, Ariana Grande, London Fog, which up until this point I thought was a, a football team. Uh, we'll keep you on to wrap up here. Let me finish up the podcast here. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in uh, to our Valentine's Day special. This has been Quinn David Furness, host of the Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts and your number one source for misinformation. Uh, shout out again to everyone who donated to the Pledge Drive. You'll be hearing from me shortly if you haven't already. Check your spam folder for Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown, B-E-A-N, tape podcast at yahoo.com. And uh, that's about all I got to say on that matter. So check out the new website, BeantownPodcast.com. Don't forget to use the hashtag friends of the podcast. We'll come to you live next week to discuss something or another. Check out the Beantown blog. We're going to be digging into our full uh, bitchingness regarding weddings and plus ones. Thanks again to Alexa Brown for making her podcast debut. Check her blog out, A Traveler and a Scholar. Uh, Alexa, what's the best way to find that blog? Um, well, there's a couple of different ways. One is the actual website, which is a traveler and a scholar.wordpress.com because we have not moved past WordPress editing. Um, there's also an Instagram account that I run that's really, again, just pictures of food and books, most likely. I don't make very many appearances, but that Instagram handle is a traveler and a scholar. Excellent. All right. For Quinn David Furness, for Alexa Brown, thanks for tuning in this week, and we will see you next week.